Good morning, dear friends. It's 11 a.m. out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Senior Pastor and Prophet with Beth Nazarene. That's the House of the Nazarene. We've been out here 20 plus years and enjoying doing ministry for the Father God Almighty who we serve. We have been talking about and doing lessons about the law and how important the law is. And if you'll turn with me very quickly before we pray to Matthew chapter 5, go down to verse 17. Let me adjust my microphone just a bit. There we go. And do not think that I came to destroy the Torah or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to complete. Who's talking about this? Our sacred Messiah himself. Now he goes on in 18 to read, for truly I say to you till the heaven and the earth pass away, one jot or one tittle shall by no means pass from the Torah till all be done. So what in the world does that mean? All right. You need to go to Luke 16, 17 so that you understand. Now, let's let's turn to Luke real quickly, okay? And I'm going to mark my page real quickly so that when we turn back, I can find Matthew again very quickly. I'm reaching for my markers. Thank you very much. All right. Now, we're going to go to Luke 16, chapter 16, verse 17, all right, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Johanan, or John, 16, 23, 20, turn with me now, all right, now, looking at the verses here, all right, let's start at 15. So he said to them, you are those who declare yourselves righteous before men, but Elohim knows your hearts because what is highly thought of among men is an abomination in the sight of Elohim. Who's he talked to? Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes of the temple who were hypocrites. And he's letting them know, you know, you teach the law, but you don't live by the law. Now, this is Messiah himself talking. So it's important we understand this. Now we go on to 16. The Torah and the prophets are until Yohanan. Since then, the reign of Elohim is being announced and everyone is doing violence upon it. And it is easier for the heaven and the earth to pass away than for one tittle of the Torah to fall. Now, if you look up, again, it is backed up, okay? This very statement, if we say we believe in Messiah, why don't we believe what he said about the law? Now, you need to read in explanatory notes, and we're going to turn quickly to explanatory notes. And once again, if you need to get a hold of this ministry, please call us at 702 
488-4097. Now, I'm looking at the explanatory notes. Most people don't use the full uh, attributes of their Bible, and it's uh, um, really bad or terrible that they don't. You know, how, and here's another one. One time I was called, and I know this is a segue, but it's important. One time, I mean, I'm called as a pastor into court to testify. And they were questioning me and my license and so on. So I presented my license, my education and so on. And the judge ruled that he had done a background check on me and that it was exactly as I said it was. And it was established in that court. Now, I'm sitting there and the prosecutor against this person that I was testifying in behalf of that attended the church we had established, and this is 20 plus years ago, uh, the prosecutor was saying um, that in our church, I taught Hebrew and that they felt that was a very negative thing. And I said back to him, I said, have you read the preface, the beginning introduction of the Bible, of your King James Bible? And his response was nothing. I said, well, if you will look even in the King James preface and or introduction to your Bible, all King James Bibles and all the translations of the Bible that I have read that have a preface all say one basic thing, that the first Bibles were all written in Hebrew. Now, the very first book that was written was Matahayu, and it has been proven by archaeological digs, proven beyond a shadow of fact, irrefutable, it was written in Hebrew, and many pastors lied and said it was written in Greek. Nope, that is absolutely not the truth. Now, understanding that, let's go to the ex uh, explanatory notes, and let's look up, I need to turn my page here, uh, what it has to say about the law. The word law occurs throughout the Messianic scriptures, usually in reference to the Torah, in whole or in part. In this respect, our comments, our comments about the law in the Old Testament, which actually should be called the Tanuk, should be considered as a background to correct understanding of the usage of those who wrote the Messianic Scriptures, the Renewed Testament. However, a number of other points should also be born in mind. Firstly, the text underlining all translations made today is Greek, not Hebrew. So many of the Hebrew translations have been lost to most Bible producers. But is that historically true? No. In Israel and the Catholic Church in their 
secret archives. They have copies of the original Hebrew Codex, which they have not made available to the public. Now, Israel, you and I can go to the Israel Bible Museum there and see this original Codex. All right, now, so firstly, the text underlining all translations made today is made today is Greek, not Hebrew, although the original Semitic structures and thought patterns underlining the Greek text are frequently still discernible in the Greek text. This means that the Greek words like nomos, law, may also represent expressions or ideas other than Torah from time to time in the Messianic scriptures. Thus, in Romans 7, and eight, the word law sometimes refers to the Torah, the law of Yahovah, the first five books of the Tanakh, meaning old in Christian understanding, Old Testament, as in Romans, the chapter of Romans, you're going to look at uh, chapter 7, verse 14, chapter 16, verse 22, chapter 8, verse 3, chapter 4, verse 7, and chapter 8, verses uh, 3, 4, and 7. But other times, it refers to something else, such as a body of rules or a fixed system or a pattern of behavior, as in Romans chapter 7, verse 21, 23, and chapter 8. Verse 2. Both usages appear together in Romans in chapter 7 25, where the law of sin, the fixed behavior pattern of sin, sin is law breaking. First, Yohanan chapter 3, verse 4, is contrasted with the Torah of Elohim. The expression the law of sin and death in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, is not a reference to Torah as such but to the system of sin and death in those are walking in the flesh and not in the spirit. This is referred to in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, 2, 6, and 7. These are times when nomos law is used to refer to a portion of the Torah, such as that which applies to the Levitical priesthood or to the set-apart place, meaning the sanctuary. The King James Version and a failure or refusal to see this could lead to erroneous conclusion that the Torah law given at Sinai has been annulled. Notice the erroneous, erroneous conclusion that the law has been ended. Okay. The law has not been ended. Now let me read that again so you understand. Torah as that which applies to Levitical, or that's in Hebrew, it's actually Levitical priesthood in English, or to the set-apart place, King James Version, sanctuary, and a failure or refusal to see, this could lead to the erroneous conclusion that the Torah law, given at Sinai, has been annulled, abolished, done away, or at least been changed, when in fact this is not the case at all. 
Matahayu, Matahayu 5, 17 through 20. An example of this is in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 12. The King James Version puts it this way. For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. That is a poor translation, and it is evilly incorrect. Since the change referred to is in reference to the scaling down from the heavenly original to the earthly shadow copy, Hebrews 8, verses 1, 2, and 5, from a system in, uh, in which the high priest is eternal to one in which the human high priest keeps dying and having to be replaced by another, it would be wrong to see this verse as a proof text for the position that the Torah law given at Sinai has been changed. So, what ministers, pastors have done is they've taken certain verses of the Bible and knowing that most people who have barely read the Bible and have not spent any time really researching the meaning of the verses they're reading. And if they're reading certain King James translations, it is been put out that the law has been changed. Evil, sin, lie. Why? God himself and Messiah backs this up over and over again, not only in Matthew 5, verses 17 through 20, but in Luke, where we just read. It is backed up by the Gospels. The law did not go away. He is the word who became flesh. What word? That includes the word of Bereshit, Genesis, all the way to Revelations. Now, on your way from Genesis forward, all 613 laws and the oral laws are within the scriptures. And our Messiah lived those laws, taught those laws, and jumped all over the Levitical priests, the scribes, and the Sadducees, Pharisees, that they were teaching the law, but not living the law, that they were hypocrites. So how could he call them hypocrites and then make the law uh, hypocritical by dying on the cross for us and telling everybody, oh, well, there's, there's a, new, a new system now and there is no law. What there is is he died on the cross to wipe away the curse of the law on anyone who would come to him and repent. And what's the curse of the law? The judgment to go to hell forever and ever. He also says very critically over and over again, anyone who breaks the least of the laws has broken them all. That means you have offended God Almighty. And when he synopsized the laws, when asked of all the laws, now when they were asking him of all the laws, 
The priest from the temple, the Levitical priest, who were asking him this question were trying to trap him, and they were talking about the 613 laws and the oral laws that were given from God to Moses to us. What are the most important? And he so had so much wisdom and intelligence about the law. He said, the Shema, which we're going to read here in the law, that we are commanded by God to say the Shema. There are only two prayers that God tells everyday people they've got to say. One, the Shema. Two, to say thank you after you eat for the food you have eaten. Now, many people, many Christians pray before their meal. And that's good too, because guess what? That's also commanded as well. To pray before meals. But we're also supposed to pray after meals. And I, as a Christian believer, for years and years and years, I didn't know that until I began to study the law. When I saw that in the law, I went, wow. We are to pray before and after meals. Is that such a hard task for you, me, or anyone to do? To simply just say after the meal, thank you, Father God Almighty, for this meal I have eaten today and all the meals I will eat today. Thank you. Is that so hard to do? Absolutely not. So the law did not go away. It is our guiding light. It is the truth. And our Messiah would have been hypocritical, the same thing he accused the priesthood, the Sadducees, Pharisees, and the scribes, that they were hypocrites because they taught the law, but they didn't live the law. He taught it, and he lived it. Now, so reading on, it is very clear. Let me get my page under control here. Got to adjust my Bible real quick. Be patient with me, please. All right, now. A careful look at the contest makes abundantly clear the fact that the order of Melchizedek priesthood preceded that of the Levite, even as the heavenly set-apart place preceded that of the earthly one. Now, what are we talking about? That Melchizedek, who came to Abraham, okay, or Abraham in English, that priesthood already existed and blessed and anointed by God Almighty. And Christ is of the Melchizedek original priesthood. And the set-apart place, meaning the temple, exist in heaven before it existed on earth. And we're talking about the tent of meeting, the tabernacle that God told Moses to make. All right. The fact that Yahushua began his high priestly duties in the heavenly set-apart place after his death on Golgotha does not mean that the heavenly system only came into being at that time. The point made in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 12, is that the present earthly shadow copy scale model cannot produce perfection. 
Perfection requires nothing less than the ministry of such a Kohen HaKodal, high priest, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the greatness in heavens and who serves in the set-apart place and of the true tent which Yahovah set up and not man. And this would be in Hebrews chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. So, trying to substitute or annul the original law that was given by God, which existed in him before it was given by God to Moses to give to us on earth. Never went away. It still exists to this day, and we should be following it. The curse of the law has gone away because the high priest, Messiah, Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, died on a cross for us, shedding his blood so that the curse of the law, the judgment of the law, would be taken away from all those who become his followers. Everyone else who does not become the followers of Messiah are going to be judged by the law. What do you think, what system are they going to use to judge all of those people who didn't believe in Christ, didn't believe in God or anything, or they believed in false gods? What system do you think they're going to use? What rules, what laws in the court of God Almighty are they going to use? 613 laws. And when any person, man or woman or child, stands before God. Now, when I say child, I'm not talking about children who died before the age of understanding. Meaning, any child who dies so young, they go right to heaven. That's a fact. So babies and children who do not know anything, they're innocent. They don't know lying. They don't know uh, how to sin. They don't know any of that. They haven't come into the age of reasoning. They haven't come into the age of free will choice where they can choose wrong over right. They haven't come there yet. They all go straight to heaven. But what I'm talking about is anybody that's of the age of reason and above. When they come before the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and Revelations makes it clear that the very person that's going to judge them is the person sitting at the right hand of the Father. All judgment has been given into his hands and he himself in Revelations, the Messiah, Jesus Christ Nazarene says, he lists all the sinners that are going to be judged. And it's just that simple. All right, so now we've set up a better understanding of how and why the law has not gone away. If you have any questions, 702-488-4097. Please remember, we love you, we're praying for you, and I pray that the Holy Spirit opens you up to this fact and truth. And amazingly enough, all of this information is in many of the King James translations. It's just people don't read the preface or their explanatory notes at the end of their Bible. And so the outcome is they don't understand Hebrews. 
And I've got to confess to you, I will confess to you, until I really began to steady, seriously, with love in my heart, God helped me find the meaning of all this. And God answered my prayers. Hebrews is one of the very important spiritual books that we need to understand, but it's not easy to understand. I confess that. And I read the Bible from cover to cover, Genesis to Revelations, and listened to it over and over again, and for years didn't understand many of the passages. Oh, I listened to the Bible. I read the Bible, but at a relaxed convenience, not really fo focusing and concentrating my learning effort to really learn what am I being taught here? What is God saying to me here? And am I really taking this in? And after beginning to understand those questions, and you know what? And I'm a, this is another real quick message I'm going to give you. Years and years and years ago, I was a youth pastor. And I became a youth pastor not because I knew anything about, really knew anything about the Word of God or that I had trained in classes or teaches or whatever. Yes, from eighth grade forward, I took through to high school. Uh, what was called religion class or Bible class every day. But like a lot of students, I didn't always pay attention. I was there. There were certain verses that jumped out at me and I loved them and, and so on. But the, a lot of the times I was sit, sitting in class daydreaming or whatever. I wasn't paying attention sometimes. Here I become as a young adult, a youth minister. Why? Because I had athletic ability. So they asked me to be a youth minister and I'm working with these kids in a church and they start asking me questions. And you know, many times the only answer I had for them is I'm going to have to research that and get back to you. Because I didn't know the answer. So I knew right away that I needed to take some classes. I needed to get serious about reading the Bible so that I could answer their questions truthfully because I did not want to fill the heads and hearts of these children with lies and untruths. So I started taking classes and I got serious about it. And I started focusing and concentrating and meditating on the word of God and praying God, help me find the answers to these questions. And sure enough, the Holy Spirit began to work with me and said, okay, let's start right here. Let's read this. And let's start here and do this. And little by little over the years, I began to get the answers. Praise God Almighty. I hope you do too. Well, we're running out of time. It's 1127 a.m. still out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is February 10th of 2022. This is Senior Pastor and Prophet of the Beth Nazarene Ministries. That means the House of the Nazarene. We love you and I'm seriously praying for you and pray that the Holy Spirit leads you, your helper leads you as I've been led 
to understand some of these facts. Until we meet again, be blessed, be protected, be safe. Amen.